Abandoned old stations of the Pony Express Overgrown trails through the wild west Mustangs are grazing along suburban streams You'll find them all in the better All right, listeners, you know what that new theme song means. It's the Always Thrilled em, always Thrilling Nevada Magazine talk show hosted by the staff of Nevada Magazine, broadcasting live from the Reno Town Mall. My name is Eric Cacinero, associate editor of Nevada Magazine and your host of today's edition of Nevada Magazine, the talk show. Listeners, please feel free to come down to the studio right now, get behind a microphone with the staff of Nevada Magazine, or grab your complimentary copy of Nevada Magazine. Each issue is packed full of, of the Silver State, from educational and informative stories to events and shows information and a collection of some of the best photography from across the state. Nevada Magazine covers it all. Now, before we get started, I just want to let listeners know that our Jan-Feb 2014 issue hit newsstands recently and has some great information in it, including part three of our sesquicentennial special edition series, a look at two very different but equally fascinating towns, Laughlin and El Dorado Canyon, as well as a feature on Black History in Nevada. We also have our 2014 Nevada Historical Calendar and our Historic Nevada Book for sale, both which feature some amazing historic photos taken in Nevada, uh, both Nevada lovers and history buffs, and can be ordered on our website at nevadamagazine.com or by calling our circulation manager, Carrie, at 775-687-0610. So as always, we have a great show for you today because we're going to start off by talking about what I would consider to be uh, one of the most underrated and interesting towns in Nevada, which is Laughlin. Um, editor Matt Brown and I were lucky enough to visit Laughlin recently and got to discover much of what this gem of a town had to offer. So my first guest today is Meg McDaniel. Uh, Meg is the Senior Management of Regional Sales with the Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority. And she knows just about everything there is to know about Southern Nevada and Laughlin. So welcome, Meg. Hey, thanks, Eric. I'm happy to be here and uh, look forward to a nice conversation. So we like to start out uh, by personalizing the Nevada Magazine radio show. So can you please tell the audience your Nevada story, when you came to the Silver State, how long you've lived here, and anything else you'd like to include about living in Nevada? Wow, you jump right into it, Eric, don't you? Okay. <laughs> my personal story. All right. Well, um, this is uh, my true story about how I got to Nevada. So mom and I uh, drove up from the Phoenix area uh, back in 1988 to uh, just for a girlfriend's getaway here in Laughlin. And we were enjoying uh, the area and uh, the casino action and, and loved the river. And uh, we were actually playing Keno. Uh, in one of the hotels, and uh, she, we like to people watch. She pointed out uh, a gentleman that um, was a security guard, and she says, oh, my gosh, honey, this guy's so tall. When he comes back behind the uh, Kano counter here, the door, he, he won't fit. And so she tapped me on the shoulder and said, here he is. you got to look. And so there was this uh, tall, dark, handsome guy. And uh, anyway, we uh, met for a drink later that night, till uh, four o'clock in the morning it was one of those moments when you you know you've met uh, your soulmate uh, but went home to Scottsdale and and uh, kept in touch for about four years and then moved here to uh, Laughlin Nevada in 1992 and that's my story how I got to Nevada 
Thank it's you. It's all about love. <laughs> as it tends to be with most things in Nevada. Um, <laughs> so as I mentioned earlier, we uh, Matt Brown and I recently had a chance to visit Laughlin. So for listeners who have never heard of Laughlin, can you please give them an idea of where it's located and how to get there? Absolutely. It's actually the most southern tip of Nevada, and we sit on the tri-state border with Arizona and California, but we are on the Colorado River. So um, we've got, we're surrounded by mountains. We've got uh, the Newberry Mountains on the uh, west side and the Black Mountains of Arizona on the east side of us, but we're in a, a beautiful uh, river valley. And uh, it's actually, Laughlin was originally called South Point because it was the southernmost tip of the state. So um, for listeners who are interested in um, finding out more about Laughlin, um, can you please provide some contact information where they can get a hold of, um, uh, you know, some, some Laughlin information? Absolutely. Of course, everything's on our website at visitlaughlin.com, all one word, or we do have a toll-free number where you can actually talk to a live person, and that's 1-800, the number 4, and the word Laughlin, or one 800 452 Thank you, Meg. So we touched about um, a bit on the history of Laughlin in our current issue. Um, can you please give the audience the history of Laughlin and kind of let them know how it came to be today? Sure. You know, it's it's actually quite um, quite a story. Um, there is a Mr. Don Laughlin uh, who hails from uh, originally from Minnesota. And at the time, in the early 60s, he owned a casino in Las Vegas called the 101 Club. Uh, he is a uh, pilot, uh, and so at one point in time, he was uh, flying a private plane over the area of uh, the Colorado River Valley, and that was back in 1964. And he, you know, basically saw how beautiful the river was, and, there, you know, there really wasn't much here. Uh, but he decided that this was a location that he thought uh, had some potential. Uh, he purchased what was uh, or is the Riverside Hotel. At the time, it was mostly, if you imagine something like a um, convenience store, market, uh, a couple of slot machines, and then there were eight rooms of a motel, and uh, that's what he purchased. And he moved his family down here to Laughlin. Of course, at the time, it was still called uh, South Point. And he started, um, you know, his casino business. Uh, his family lived in four rooms of the eight-room motel. They served a 98-cent all-you-can-eat fried chicken dinner. Um, and back then, the, <clears throat> the area was mostly for, you know, people camping and fishing, and, and it, there really weren't many many buildings here, many structures. Uh, so he really started from the ground up, and now uh, he owns... Uh, the Riverside Resort, which has uh, over 1,400 hotel rooms, uh, a bowling center, movie theater, uh, you know, several retail outlets, uh, a couple of swimming pools. It's really uh, quite a quite a beautiful place. And now we have uh, nine casino resorts and 10,000 rooms uh, here in 2014. Thank you, Meg. Um, so one of the most interesting things I think while we were down there um, was the Laughlin River Walk. It was just a really great place to take in the scenery of Laughlin. Um, so for someone who has never seen the area before, can you kind of paint a picture of, um, of what the river walk looks like for the audience? Certainly. So if you imagine um, all of Casino Drive with the hotels lined up along the river bank is about a mile and three quarters long total. So the river walk extends. There's actually uh, eight of the nine properties that sit on the banks of the 
the river, and there is, as Eric said, a, a river walk that um, parallels the river itself, connecting the hotel properties. So very easy for a person to walk, you know, from one hotel to the next. It's not a long distance. Uh, but the scenery is beautiful. As you're walking along the river walk, uh, you're, you can see how crystal clear the water is, and you'll see that photo uh, inside the Nevada magazine that Eric put in there. It's just beautiful, and that's it. The water is just crystal clear. You can see uh, the fish that are uh, swimming down there, uh, ducks that actually come over. Uh, there's a lot of other wildlife that enjoy the water because, you know, water is what brings wildlife uh, into the desert. Uh, just a really relaxing way to um, enjoy the outdoors. Um, there's shaded areas. There's benches along the river walk. Uh, you, as I said, you can go in and out of uh, the different hotel properties, uh, visit the casinos or the restaurants, and then continue on your way. And, in fact, I often see a lot of people using the river walk for exercise. So they will, you know, get out and put on their sneakers and, and use that to get their uh, their morning uh, exercise uh, before they start their day. Uh, and now they can actually continue on as we've extended the river walk uh, beyond the uh, hotel casinos up to what we're calling the North Reach. And that's another two and a half miles that goes all the way up to Davis Dam. Again, a bike jogging path that parallels the river itself. So you're out in nature. Uh, it's beautiful. Like today, I think our high is going to be 72. It's sunny. All this right clear blue sky, uh, and just a wonderful uh, time to be outdoors. Thank you, Meg. Um, we're going to go to a commercial here very shortly, but before we do, can you please tell the audience a little bit about the celebration, which was um, an awesome riverboat while we got to visit while we were down there? Sure, Eric. Thanks. Um, the celebration is a double-deck uh, paddlewheel boat that um, has an upper deck that is open air, so you can enjoy the fresh air outside. Uh, downstairs, it is enclosed and climate controlled, so in the summertime when we are a little warmer, uh, you can get air conditioned. They serve uh, a full bar on board. They've got uh, snacks like, uh, you know, nuts and uh, chips and things like that that you can enjoy. Uh, but it's about an hour and 20-minute ride, fully narrated. So while you're enjoying the relaxing cruise on the river, you'll get to hear the entire history of Laughlin and how each property came about. Uh, it traverses the river up as far as the Laughlin Bridge, and then they make a U-turn and come back past all of the hotel casinos, uh, passing the last one on the riverbank, which is Harris property, and then returning to their dock on the river at the Aquarius. And it really is a wonderful way to uh, experience the river, enjoy uh, the outdoors, and as well, if you uh, have need, they can do a uh, catered dinner, function, a wedding. They actually do quite a few weddings on the river, uh, and just a way to have a, a enjoyable private party on the river as well. Wow, thank you, Meg. And what a great way to, you know, explore that region, explore, like you said, the crystal crystal clear blue waters of, uh, of Laughlin. So we'll be right back after a message from our sponsors. All right, listeners, let me tell you about a product that I came across that you're absolutely not going to believe. This is Eddie Floyd with America Matters Media and the AM News Show. And I'll tell you what, I found a product that is so phenomenal. It is put out by Live Gracefully, and it's all about energy. You know, my day starts right around 3.30 every morning at the Winema Ranch. I get up, I cruise into the studio, do a national news show for three solid hours, and 
everybody says, how come you have so much energy? I really have to attribute it to this product and I'm not making this up. I don't like coffee. I don't like energy drinks because they make me feel jittery. You know, like you've got that low blood sugar and uh, it makes me feel weird. Kind of like when I eat my wife's cooking. I actually got a hold of the lady who is one of the owners of Live Gracefully and I said to her, I want you to come and do a show with me and tell everybody about this product. Then I found out they have three more products. Visit livegracefully.com to try it out yourself. Be sure to type Eddie, that's E-D-D-I-E, as a coupon code at the checkout. That way you'll receive 10% off. I'm not making this up. More energy than I have had in over four decades of being on the radio. So try them out. That's livegracefully.com. Try it out yourself and you'll find out why. Now, I've just started to take a couple of more of their four products. So check out all four, but I highly recommend the energy product. That's what I take. That's what you should take as well. All of their products are 100% guaranteed and all natural. So hop over to livegracefully.com today for serious energy. If you're starting a business, you're going to need some stuff. And if you're getting rid of a business, you're going to want to get rid of some stuff. I suggest you go to Acme Liquidators. That's right, Acme Liquidators, 903 East 4th Street, downtown Reno. Acme is a professional liquidator company for retail and commercial sites. They're going to go anywhere on the West Coast. They buy, sell, consign, trade, and rent, store displays, and restaurant equipment. Their inventory changes all the time. Acme Liquidators. Buy, sell, trade, and consign, and save up to 50% or more. This is a veteran-owned business, and if you're a veteran, you can save an additional 20%. Visit Acme liquidators.com today. It's 8 o'clock. It's time to get trivia underway. Trivia is hot. Who is this country girl? We got this. Everybody likes to use their brain. Sitcoms. What transport company does Doug Hefferman work for on King of Queens? Major League Baseball. What Major League Baseball Hall of Famer went by the nickname The Hawk? Hi, this is Toby. I'm the general manager at the Little Waldorf Saloon. We do trivia every Monday and it has become a huge success. It brings us a variety of players and many have become regulars because of trivia. People from all ages can play DJ trivia. It's fun, free, and each week the top three placing teams win credit for free food and drinks. I was looking for something different to do with my friends, and we found DJ Trivia. It's become our weekly hangout, and the more varied our team, the better we do each week. DJ Trivia is looking for other locations to host games. So if you are a bar or restaurant owner looking for an easy way to raise revenues during off-peak hours, or if you are just looking for something fun to do with your friends, go to djtrivia.com for information on all our locations, DJ Trivia Leagues, and more. There's bound to be a game near you. DJ Trivia Rock! Tunnels once dug out Robbers and wranglers and gamblers at night. Old iron horses bursting with steam. Jump from the pages of Nevada Magazine. All right, listeners, we're back with Meg McDaniel, and we're talking about a great Nevada, southern Nevada town of Laughlin. Um, so we're going to jump right back into it. Um, Laughlin hosts each year a, a pretty awesome event called the River Regatta, and I will let Meg um, tell the audience all about that. Well, thanks, Eric. Yeah, this is uh, quite an incredible event that uh, started uh, about seven, eight years ago, uh, and it was the concept of the city of Bullhead City, which is our sister city across the river in Arizona. And... The first year, you know, was basically uh, bring your inner tube and let's float in the river and 
and I think they had about 400 people, which was not bad, you know, for a first year. Uh, and as things uh, progressed, uh, the Laughlin Hotels got involved, and uh, we've grown the event uh, together. And last year, we had 27,000 people floating in inner tubes on the Colorado River. So it's quite a, quite a spectacular event. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, the date uh, for coming up this year is August 9th, and they've themed the event each year. And this year, the theme will be Aloha. So that can mean uh, decorating uh, your inner tubes. It can be wearing a costume. Um, you know, people get extremely creative, and as long as it floats, uh, it's got to be something inflated that uh, floats. I've seen some pretty big uh, uh, apparatus that people have assembled. Uh, had a group last year that came uh, from Orange County, and there were 60 of them. Uh, a few engineers, which was kind of interesting, and, and I think their float was about, uh, oh, it was about a 20 by 20 on inner tubes, and it, it just looked like a big party barge uh, floating wow. down the river. So everybody gets really into it. We have a lot of fun. Um, you know, it takes about, oh, from the launch site, it takes about three and a half hours uh, to float down the river to get uh, to the last uh, point where you can uh, exit the river. But um, people come, they come by themselves, they come in big groups, uh, but it's really, it's a lot of fun and, and uh, pretty great for all ages. Uh, we do ask that uh, no one under eight be uh, the current is kind of swift. Uh, but yeah, good good for all ages and just a lot of fun. Thank you, Meg. Um, so another thing that was, was kind of cool down there was there's some really interesting dining options, everything from fine dining in one of the area's elegant steakhouses to, you know, grabbing a casual burger and beer. Uh, Laughlin seemed to have everything. Can you kind of uh, give the audience an idea of what the, the dining options are like down there? Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's exactly right, Eric. You know, we've got everything from you know, your casual, uh, you know, 24-hour cafes to some more uh, interesting things like uh, the microbrewery over at the Colorado Bell. Uh, and as we enjoyed uh, the Range Steakhouse over at Harris, a little more high-end uh, gourmet dining, uh, beautiful uh, river views from the restaurant, uh, just a real nice ambiance to it. Uh, or Saltgrass Steakhouse, which has, uh, of course, amazing uh, steaks. Uh, but since you've been here, we've actually opened up a couple of new restaurants. Uh, so over at the Golden Nugget, uh, Bubba Gump Shrimp Company uh, has opened, and they're the restaurant that has the uh, open deck that uh, sits over the river, so you can actually dine outside uh, on the river itself. Uh, also over at the Nugget, uh, we have Claim Jumper. If you're not familiar with the Claim Jumper restaurant, uh, gosh, my, my description of them is plenty of food. The portions <laughs> are, are very generous, uh, and they serve breakfast, lunch, and dinner all day. Uh, then also over at uh, the Edgewater, uh, Capriati's Sandwich Shop opened up. This is their 100th store over wow. here at the Edgewater in Laughlin, Nevada, and awesome sandwiches and salads and even vegetarian options. Uh, and then coming soon uh, to the Colorado Bell is the Loading Dock. That's going to open up later this year, uh, and it's going to feature a kind of a southwestern grill and barbecue, uh, and we're excited about that. So. Plenty of nice options if you want gourmet dining and you want to take your special someone out uh, for a nice, elegant evening. Uh, we've got those restaurants. The gourmet room over at the Riverside's awesome. You've got the vineyard over at the Aquarius, uh, the steakhouse that's over at uh, Tropicana. But then if you want, you're looking for that casual dining experience, too, um, like I said, the microbrewery over at the Bell is wonderful, um, or even something like Bubba Gump Shrimp. 
Thank you, Meg. Um, so another really cool thing that, that we got the chance to experience while we were there, which was just a short drive from Laughlin, um, was Grapevine Canyon and Christmas Tree Pass. And uh, Christmas Tree Pass, as we discovered while we were there, was not just named randomly. There was actually a Christmas tree on top of the pass. So can you please tell the audience a little bit about those places? Certainly. Uh, just about uh, seven miles uh, west of Laughlin, Casino Drive in Laughlin, uh, you'll take a uh, dirt, uh, a graded dirt path, and it is clearly marked. And it is actually on part of the uh, Lakebead National Recreation Area. But that is uh, Christmas Tree Pass, as Eric said. And you go about, on driving about two miles, and then you'll see a clearing. Uh, and it doesn't matter what time of year or what time of day or what day of the week, I always see people out there. There's always cars out there and people exploring. And you leave your vehicle, and it's about a quarter mile. And I don't even like to say a hike because it's, it's more of a, a walk. It's very easy to get to Grapevine Canyon. Um, I've taken people of all ages out there. And when you get to the, the uh, petroglyphs, um, they actually uh, start from the floor of the canyon, and they go all the way up the canyon walls. Uh, and so you can see them uh, up close and really examine them, and they're just spectacular. And if your audience isn't familiar with petroglyphs, it's basically uh, you know, Native American um, etchings uh, on the side of the, the cliffs, and they're really quite spectacular. And if you want to venture a little bit further back, uh, you know, it's called Grapevine Canyon because as the, uh, the water flows uh, through the, the little waterfalls back there, there are some amazing grapevines back in there, uh, and really some, some nice hiking, easy to do, you know, tennis shoes are fine, um, but I always find people from, uh, oh my gosh, from Europe and all over uh, the world that come and explore that area. And then Christmas Tree Pass is if you uh, continue on the, the road, uh, you actually do get into some really spectacular high desert areas, and, and there's some pinyon pines back there, and um, some really interesting uh, rock formations that uh, are just spectacular. The views are just incredible. And it was named Christmas Tree Pass. Legend has it that the miners uh, many years ago, uh, you know, being out there and, and by themselves and, and sort of uh, in a celebratory uh, manner decided that, oh, yes, it's, it's got to be Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they uh, decorated the, what, you know, it's the pine trees there with their whatever they had. It might have been an empty can of beans or, you know, whatever whatever leftover things they had, and, and that's how it got its name as Christmas Tree Pass. Thank you, Meg. Um, so, really quick, is there any other um, upcoming events or shows in Laughlin that, that people should know about? You know, we've actually done a great job on bringing some uh, amazing entertainment to Laughlin. Uh, we've got Reba McIntyre coming back uh, March 15th. Uh, ZZ Top will be here March 29th, Vince Gill April 19th, uh, Rascal Flats is coming in April, Alan Jackson will be here in May, Jeff Dunham will be here in June, so we've got a, a great lineup uh, of entertainment coming up, uh, and you know all the venues in Laughlin, uh, great seats no matter where you're sitting, and they're all very intimate, uh, anywhere from a 3,000 seat amphitheater up to a 9,000 seat amphitheater, so great viewing. Well, and that, that's very true. Uh, while we were down there, we got to see Toby Keith at the Laughlin Amphitheater, and that was just an awesome show um, in, a, in an awesome southern Nevada town. So um, while we're on the topic of interesting southern Nevada towns, 
Um, we're going to shift the focus a little bit to Mesquite because I understand they have um, quite a, a bit of uh, awesome upcoming events. Can you please let the audience know um, some of the upcoming events, dates, and, and a bit about each event? Sure, love to. And, and for those of your listeners that don't know, Mesquite is 80 miles northeast of Las Vegas, right on the Utah border, and only about 30 minutes from St. George, Utah. So what they've got coming up uh, is January 17th through the 19th is Mesquite Motor Mania, and they get about 800 vehicles for their car show, and it's just awesome. There's all kinds of makes and models uh, of cars out there for the car enthusiast. January 25th and 26th, we have the Hot Air Balloon Festival. We'll have about 35 hot air balloons, and they'll do their Saturday night night glow. Uh, February 3rd through the 5th is Branson Fest Out West. So when some of the acts in Branson, Missouri, take a hiatus this time of year, we bring three of them out to Mesquite. And uh, for one ticket price, you can see three different concerts. Then coming up February 21st through the 23rd is Mesquite Off-Road Weekend. That is a amazing event with all kinds of uh, mud bogs and enduro challenge races. They're going to have a zip line, uh, a power sports plaza with vendors and entertainment, uh, and their highlight's going to be uh, Cowboy Kenny's Steel Rodeo. Uh, so that's a, a motocross event that uh, is just great for the whole family. Well, thank you, Meg. Um, and thank you so much for being on the show today and sharing with listeners all of the awesome informa- information about Laughlin and Mesquite. And to our listeners, you can read about Laughlin in the January-February issue of Nevada Magazine. As always, I encourage everyone listening to subscribe to the magazine. We're continuously publishing great stories like this one that give people a look at some really unique aspects of the Silver State. As I mentioned earlier, we also have our 2014 Nevada Historical Calendar and our Historic Nevada Book available for purchase, which features some amazing historic photos taken in Nevada Both make great gifts for Nevada lovers and history buffs and can be ordered on our website at nevadamagazine.com or by calling our circulation manager, Carrie, at 775-687-0610. That wraps up this half hour of the Nevada Magazine talk show. For those of you listening on 99.1 Fox News Radio, we'll see you next week. For those of you listening on other great stations in this nation of ours, we'll be right back after these messages. The new music revolution at 101.3 Renegade Radio. Now playing in radios everywhere. Thanks for inviting me to lunch. Say, how's your business doing? Much better now. I got a new CPA named Larry Bigler. He's really helped me turn things around. Yeah, but does he take you out to golf once a year like my CPA? No, when Larry and I meet, we focus on building my business. His staff is even handling our bookkeeping and payroll for us. Really? My CPA and I never talk business. It's too depressing. Well, you ought to give Larry Bigler a call. Hello, I'm certified public accountant Larry Bigler. Call me old-fashioned, but I believe my clients deserve excellent strategy and good service always provided at a good value. My CPA, tax, payroll, and bookkeeping firm has helped hundreds of businesses and individuals in northern Nevada, and I know we can help you as well. Call me today for a free consultation at 323-8131. That's 323-8131. 
or visit my website at larrybigler.com. Are you unemployed, looking for a better job? Hey, finding a job has never been trickier. So what better time to get help from the experts at JOIN? JOIN is a private, nonprofit job training agency designed to help you gain or improve the skills you need for the local labor market. JOIN provides services in eight northern Nevada, Carson City, Elko, Ely, Fallon, Fernley, Winnemucca, and Reno. JOIN also works with local employers to help them find great employees. For more information about how JOIN can help you, call Irene at 775-336-4450 or come by our office at 1201 Terminal Way on Mondays at 10 a.m. for our weekly orientation sessions. Got job hunting questions? Tune in at 1 p.m. on Fridays and listen to Find a Job Fridays with Lynette and Rini of JOIN. We'll share the best strategies to find great job opportunities and how to get hired. That's Find a Job Fridays at 1 p.m. Make 2014 the year you start your favorite job ever. It's a giving season, so why not treat yourself to a rejuvenating experience at the Ageless Zone, Reno's most comprehensive medical spa and salon. Take advantage of our many doctor-supervised services, including health screening, weight management, Botox, Juvederm, Belotero, Xeomine, chemical pills, laser hair, and tattoo removal, and bioidentical hormone replacement. Why not enjoy a massage or an infrared sauna, body treatment, permanent makeup, or our Vichy shower therapy? Experience our full-service hair and nail salon staffed by our 17 trained stylists and nail tech. Stay healthy with a drink from Organic Juice Bar, Raw Power. Looking for a great gift? Consider our professional beauty products or a gift certificate. The Ageless Zone Salon and Spa is conveniently located at 5060 Meadowood Mall Circle. Check us out at agelesszonereno.com or our Facebook page. Then call us at 775-826-8888. That's 826-8888. Let the Ageless Zone help you be healthy and looking your best this holiday season. Neon caverns and canyons of light Jugglers, singers, and dancers in flight Cowpokes turn poets from all they've seen Tell their own story in Nevada Magazine All right, listeners, you're tuned in to the second half hour of the Nevada Magazine talk show hosted by the staff of Nevada Magazine, broadcasting live from the Reno Town Mall. My name is Eric Cacinero, Associate Editor of Nevada Magazine, and I'll be your host for the second half of today's show. Again, listeners, please feel free to come down to the studio, get behind a microphone with the staff of Nevada Magazine, or grab your free copy of the January-February issue of Nevada Magazine for some awesome and informative stories about some really unique updates. So we've got a very exciting second half of the show today because we're talking about a very distinctive part of Nevada history, El Dorado Canyon. Um, This is another place editor Matt Brown and I were lucky enough to visit recently, and we're just absolutely fascinated by the historic region. So here to give our listeners information on El Dorado Canyon is my next guest of the day, Joe Beck Worley. Joe Beck is son of Tony and Bobby Worley, owners of the Chichatacup Mine in El Dorado Canyon. Welcome, Joe Beck. How you doing? I'm doing great. Um, So we like to start out by personalizing the Nevada Magazine radio show. So can you please tell the audience your Nevada story, when you came to the Silver State, how long you've lived here, and anything else you'd like to include about living in Nevada? Well, my name is Joe Beck, and uh, I was born here actually in 1974. And uh, my parents actually uh, moved here 
my dad moved here in 53. Uh, 1953, he was only one years old when he came out here. So we've been out here, you know, we're pretty much natives of the place itself. Uh, we moved to Boulder City uh, when I was in uh, six, uh, six years old, roughly. And I lived in Boulder City uh, my whole life until we bought uh, a, a little over 100 acres out here in uh, Nelson in 1994. Uh, you know, just wife and kids, uh, all sorts of good stuff out there. Uh, uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Chobek. Um, so for someone who has never heard of Eldorado Canyon uh, or the Chichaticut Mine, can you please give them an idea of kind of where it's located and how to get there? All right. The, the Chichaticut Canyon also is uh, we're roughly uh, about an hour south of downtown Las Vegas. Uh, we're, we're on Highway 165, about the 13-mile marker down there. And uh, once again, you know, we have a lot of stores. Uh, you know, we have our uh, general store itself, the museum. We have a lot of old antiques, a lot of the mill sites, the buildings, the slurry tanks and stuff that were used uh, from the Chichaticup and the Savage Mine right there. Uh, let's see here. Uh, uh, you know, just roughly about 35 minutes south of Hoover Dam, or 26 miles by way of by way of river, is the mouth of uh, Eldorado Canyon, where it, it meets the the Colorado River there. So that's where the steamboats and all sorts of stuff would come up and down the river, ferries across the river into Arizona actually came out of there also. Thanks, Joe Beck. Um, so I understand there's quite an interesting history behind Eldorado Canyon in general. Um, can you please tell our listeners a bit about the early history of Eldorado Canyon and the Chichaticup Mine? All right. The, the early history itself dates all the way back into the 1700s. And uh, actually, the Spaniards are what are what come up the river first uh, around the 1700s itself. And they're the ones that find this mine. Uh, they're actually on their way back to Mexico, uh, Mexico City, with a lot of the ore they actually got out of the Eldorado Canyon. They're attacked by Paiute Indians, and, uh, you know, a lot of uh, Spaniards are killed, uh, you know, and they really don't come back until about 1775. They come back once again, and same thing again. Uh, you know, uh, the first time they took a lot of the Paiute Indian slaves with them back to Mexico also, so that's, uh, you know, the, the Paiute Indians weren't very happy with them, but when they come back in 1775, same thing all over again, you know, uh, the, the Indian, the Paiute Indians attack them, uh, you know, they attack them, they retreat back into Mexico, and uh, the mine itself has actually started in 1861 uh, when a guy named John Moss uh, finds the mine. So what he's doing is he's, uh, he's, a, he's a monitor. John Moss is pretty much, uh, you know, uh, the starter of the, the Chichaticup mine itself, and what he's doing is he's kind of a, uh Indian agent between America and the Indians. Uh, you know, he was Missouri and he grew up with Indians and stuff out there. Uh, he actually got to know their, their culture, their language. When he came out here, he was a, he was a uh, prospector. And what he was doing in, was, uh, you know, talking to the Indians. You know, have you seen this white rock? You know, he, he had this white rock with him, which was quartz, asking them, have they seen the rock? And these Paiutes are saying yes, but he also kept saying, to chat a cup, to chat a cup. Well, in Paiute, that means feed me, I'm hungry. So he gives them food and flour in exchange. They tell John Moss, where this white quartz vein is at. So that's how this uh, the, the Chichaticup mine itself gets started. Uh, from there, it's just a you know just a lot of history from that point on. Um, you know, the first white man to actually come up there, uh, 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 his name was Jedediah Smith, and he actually they they think he got here about 1826. 
is when he actually comes up here. So the first white man itself is Jedediah Smith, but John Moss takes over after that. You know, they never found any gold or anything like that. But uh, um, let's see here. Uh, a lot of steamboats. Uh, there's a lot of steamboats that coming up and down the river. The Uncle Sam, the Gil, the Mojave, the Searchlight, the General Jessup, the Explorer, all sorts of stuff. The first, the first actual steamboat to come up the river itself uh, was the Ives Expedition. So the Ives Expedition was actually hired out through the through the federal government. They actually uh, build a ship back east, ship it all the way over into Yuma, Arizona. They put it together and they call it the Explorer. They actually come all the way up from the from the you know Yuma, uh, Arizona, all the way up the river itself. So pretty much the mouth of the of the ocean, all the way up about 500 miles to where they they hit a rock actually, and they called it Explorer Rock. It puts a hole in their boat. It throws the throws men overboard. The stack the steam uh, stack actually came uh, undone there. So they get in a couple skull boats skull boats and they uh, go about another 35 miles up the river. So just documenting the whole river, you know, just trying to see how far a boat could actually come up the river if, uh, if they needed to and, what you know, what kind of boat they needed to and uh, stuff of that sort. Thanks, Joe Beck. Um, so back back in, in El Dorado Canyon's early years, um, I understand because of its remoteness, um, there was was quite a lot of, of murders happening at the time, um, and... I believe the closest sheriff was in Pioche. Um, can you tell a little bit about about that? Yeah. Now the the nearest sheriff was Pioche, and roughly that's about a five hour drive in a car. You know, so it's it's quite a few days on on horseback itself. But uh, the the sheriff himself said, uh, "I won't even come out there for as much as a murder." You know, by the time I get out, some you know, by the time someone comes and gets me, I get my posse, I come out. The guy's dead and buried in the ground, and whoever killed him is gone. So, uh, you know, he told him pretty much, you guys need to handle it yourself. Uh, there's a lot of murders, killings, uh, all sorts of all sorts of stuff out here. Uh, you know, just from from renegade Indians, uh, there's one named Avodi. Avodi kills five people out in Nelson, and uh, the last uh, one of his victims is Charlie Nelson. Now, Charlie Nelson gets killed in 1897, actually, and. Uh, uh, he gets killed in 1897, and that's who the town of Nelson actually gets named after. So, uh, you know, they sent a lot of posses after these guys. Quio, uh, 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 there's another Indian named Quio. Quio's probably the last renegade Indian of the West. Uh, he kills over 20 people. The last victim he kills, her name is Maud Douglas. Now, Maud Douglas gets killed right on her property about, uh, about 150 yards back behind the, the store there. Uh, and uh, what he does is he comes into a tent in the middle of the night, and this was in January of 1919, uh, just taking food, you know, uh, taking food, robbing, you know, just robbing her some food pretty much. And uh, she actually gets up and walks up on him, and he shoots a point blade with a shotgun, uh, kills her, and from then on they put a $3,000 reward on his head. Uh, there's a lot, you know, there's, there's three separate posses that actually go looking for him, uh, Ike Alcock being one of them. Uh, there's Ike Alcock and about six other Paiute Indians, uh, Baboon and, you know, uh, other uh, Paiute Indians themselves. They actually never catch this guy until 1940, and they don't catch him. They find him dead in a cave. A couple of miners find him out there. So, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of history and stuff on this uh, this Quio, the, the renegade Indian also. So. Wow. 
Um, so while we're on, uh, while we were at El Dorado Canyon, we decided to drive the short distance down to Nelson's Landing. Um, I understand there was a flood there, a pretty serious flood in 1974. Is that correct? Yep, September of '74. Uh, what it was was a big, a big flash flood came right down off the Eldorado Canyon, uh, Placer Cove, uh, right down there. My dad was actually about uh, 15 miles up river, just at a fishing tournament at Willow Beach, and there was no rain there uh, at the time of this happening. So uh, what happened is that it just built up a big wall of water, and as it was coming down, it you know it just bottlenecked into a little tiny uh, valley. And it was literally a 14-foot wall of water, they said, that came down and, and hit the, the marina down there. Now, this marina was the biggest marina on the Colorado River. Uh, and when it hits this thing, it, it kills nine people, actually. And about a year before that, the, the Park Service wanted to try to, you know, wanted to close this marina because of this fact that, you know, just for the fact that a big uh, a flash flood come, could come down and, uh, you know, wipe it out. But, you know, it, they never shut it down. And it does wipe the place out, kills nine people, and uh, it never it never got rebuilt again. So right now, people can drive down there. Uh, now, where, where the flash flood came and took the marina out, this was actually the, the mill site of the Chichata Cup from 1861 until 1900. So all the ore was coming down from the mill, you know, from the mill site itself down to the down to the river during that whole time. So you know, it never got washed out then, but. It's pretty much a one-in-a-hundred-year flood that hit down there. Wow. Thank you so much, Joe Beck. Uh, we're going to cut to a quick commercial break right now, but when we come back, we'll jump right back into some more interesting information about El Dorado Canyon and the Chichatacup Mine. We came to start a revolution. Your life, as it has been, is over. 101.3. Renegade Radio. Renegade Radio. I can sign furniture. It's the easy way to sell. Smart way to buy. Sales at Consigned Furniture have been great, but we're always striving to find better ways to serve you. Our second truck has made it fast and convenient to pick up the items you want to sell or deliver the items you've purchased. At Consigned Furniture, it's safe and simple. We do all the heavy lifting, pricing, and selling for you. All you need to do is sit back and relax. It's easy. Either come by our showroom located on Market Street in Reno, call us at 824-0222, or visit us at consignedfurniturenow.com. Let Consigned Furniture take the guesswork out of buying or selling your furniture or household items. Consigned Furniture, the largest consignment store in northern Nevada. And remember, pickup is always free. At Consigned Furniture, it's the easy way to sell, smart way to buy. Do you have a favorite book or author? At LaRue Press, we have many, like young adult fantasy author Carlin Simone or Reno's best poet, Benjamin Arnold. At LRPNV.com, we host Books from All Over, a great place to discover the next bestseller. Jackie Turner is here to tell you about her book series. I'm Jackie Turner, and I'm excited to bring you the thrilling conclusion to the Birthright series. In the cage, we met four students who received supernatural information to help rescue a girl caught in an evil trap. In the bar, we discovered that only by using their gifts together could the friends save the missing child. Now, the third and final book of the Birthright series, The Lamb, will keep you in suspense to the end. Thanks, Jackie. Be sure to get your copies of the Birthright series at online retailers or lrpnv.com. 
Check out Jackie's books, our favorites, LinkedIn and Synaptic Traffic, or discover your next new best-selling author. That's LRPNV.com or contact us at 775-356-1004. Hi, this is Marie, the director of Sweet Dreams Academy. As a master's prepared teacher, I'm here to announce that we're accepting applications now for the next session of our pre-kindergarten program. Our professionally designed curriculum for four and five-year-olds incorporates the latest Nevada state standards and includes beginning reading, writing, math, and social skills, all taught through practical application and structured activities in a fun environment. Let us help build the foundation for your child's success in school. Choose the time that best suits your schedule with our two and a half hour classes beginning at either 9 a.m. or 1 p.m. Monday through Friday. Sweet Dreams Academy and 24-7 Child Care offers a wide variety of services to our parents. We're a family-run local business with a well-trained and caring staff located in the Franktown Corner Shopping Center at 2285 Kitsky Lane. For more information, go to sweetdreams24-7.com or call 622-0083 and ask for me, Marie. That's 622-0083. Enroll early. Classes are limited to 10 children per class. Except for casinos, little has changed. A weathered log cabin still home on the range. The best of the wild west, bold and serene. I'll come to life in Nevada Magazine. All right, listeners, we're back with the last segment of the Nevada Magazine talk show hosted by the staff of Nevada Magazine. And today we're talking about El Dorado Canyon and the Chichatacup Mine. So we're going to jump right back into it. Um, we're here with Joe Beck. And I understand, uh, so your family operates the Chichatacup Mine Tours um, how how did they come to to El Dorado Canyon and decide to open up the the Tchattakup Mine for tours? All right, uh, they uh, my mom and dad rented canoes and kayaks and jet skis out in Boulder City uh, growing up, and eventually just kind of they pretty much uh, were looking for just another a little piece of land just to store the canoes and kayaks and stuff like that, and a pullout of our canoes and kayaks. You know when people put at the dam. They'll go to Willow Beach or Nelson's Landing and pull out there and come up. So we, we've driven through Nelson quite a bit. So he just got a hold of a couple of people and found some land for sale, and he ended up buying 50 acres right there in 1994. Uh, and, uh, you know, just uh, we have no intention of doing mine tours on it, or, you know, we're just looking for just, you know, maybe a trailer park in the future, but, you know, nothing too major. But eventually, uh, you know, a day before escrow closes, they find the main shaft, to the Savage, which is right next to the Chichatica, uh mine itself. Now, the Savage was actually owned by uh, uh, George Hurst. So that's William Randolph Hurst's father actually owns this mine itself. And, uh, you know, it gets claim jumped from him. He gets killed. Uh, it gets claim jumped from him, and people get killed over not George Hurst, but uh, other people get killed, killed over it. So the Savage, where we do the tours, you know, there's haunted stories and stuff about it, which are pretty cool. Uh, you know, when uh, when we purchased it, also it was filled with tailing. So my dad would have me and all my friends in there, my brother and his friends in there, digging with shovels and and buckets, trying to dig all the tailings out. We we probably dug a uh, man, probably a uh, hundred tons of dirt out of there. I bet wow. you know, and you know, it's a pretty good process. So, um, so unfortunately, I did not get a chance to take the Tchattakup mine tour when we were down there. Um, so for someone who's never been on the tour, and, and myself included, can you please kind of take 
us through, you know, a, a tour of the mine to kind of give us an idea of the atmosphere and, and what we can expect to see while on a tour? Yeah, so uh, when you get there, what we do is when we start our tour, it probably lasts about an hour and 10, hour and 15 minutes, and we just give you some history. We just give you some history of all the old mining equipment that's there, how the quartz is formed and gold comes up through there, how they find it. We have a lot of information inside of our museum with, uh, you know, pictures and stories and stuff on them and kind of do about a 20-minute kind of history lesson in there of, you know, how the stuff works. And then we walk over, we walk about 200 yards to the Savage entrance itself, and we walk in about 500 foot total. Uh, When we're walking in, we're actually walking down the the 200-foot level. Uh, The mine itself is 600 feet deep, and there's three miles of tunnels in there. So once again, we're walking at the 200-foot level, and about 70 yards in, we'll hang a left, and that's where the the main, uh, the, the quartz vein itself starts. Uh, when we go left, we're actually walking across a bridge. It's about 60, 70 foot down below you and up over 100 foot up above you. And this is where the miners are just digging the quartz vein out itself. Uh, once again, you know, once we walk out of there, we'll walk a little farther back into the bridal chamber. Uh, once again, it's just more quartz. You'll see a lot of quartz just right on the walls itself. Little specks of gold and silver are still visible to this day where, you know, it just wasn't ever mined out. You can't see it with a candle, a carbide lamp, or even a flashlight. It has to be a really bright LED light. And just glows in there, so uh, you know, and just a lot of just lots of history, the telling pile, ball mills, you know, just uh, it's, it's it's really cool, and it's it's twelve fifty for adults and seven fifty for kids. So, um, for people who are interested in in getting down there and taking that tour, can you provide some contact information? Um, do you guys have a website or an email, or is it just come down there and and uh, yeah. show up? Yeah, well, what we have is we have uh, our, our email address, and our e- email address itself is eldoradocanyonmindtours.com. So eldoradocanyonmindtours.com. And our phone number is 702-291-0026. And uh, once again, uh, before you, you come down, you know, uh, I advise you, you, you do call. Uh, usually we do tours at 9, 12, 30, and 2 as long as we have four adults or more. Um, so you're always better off just calling and just making reservations. If it's one or two of you, we can put you on another tour with with another group. Uh, you know, the, the biggest tours we usually do is, you know, about 12 people to one guide. And if it gets more than that, we'll have two guides that actually go in there with you. So, uh, you know, you can look up information on the computer. Just type in Eldorado Canyon Mine Tours or Chattacup Mine. And Chattacup is E-E-C-H-A. P-T-I-C-U-P, so to chat a cup mine, images, pictures, you know, there's a lot of stuff on the, on, the, on the computer about it, and a lot of people come down, we do a lot of movies and commercials on top of that down there, so. Thanks, Joe Beck. Um, so yeah. I understand the area today is a popular destination for photographers um, who are looking to capture some kind of Wild West scenery. Uh, what does the canyon offer to photographers, and what can they expect to see there? All right, now, for photography, we've done a lot of movies, commercials, photo shoots, you know, just Kevin Costner, Kurt Russell's been there, Beyonce, Journey, football players, baseball players. Uh, you know, uh, we, we probably do about 20 to 30 photo shoots a week, you know, roughly out there. Uh, we do weddings, uh, you know, just the people come down. We charge by the hour, it's $10 an hour, just, for, you know, uh, someone comes down wanting to shoot the old, uh, you know, some people just come down shooting the old cars, trucks. We have about 20, 25 old vehicles, you know, ranging in from the 1930s to the 1950s, roughly in there. And 
people are welcome to sit inside of them, take pictures in there, uh, take pictures of all the old, uh, you know, the, the mill site itself or, you know, old ball mills or whatever's sitting there. So we're, we're a lot like pickers, but we don't sell anything, so we're kind of hoarders because we've got hundreds of acres to put this stuff. Well, and, and uh, when we were down there, we were actually lucky enough to meet photographer A.D. Wheeler, um, who's a New York-based photographer, was there shooting, said it's one of his favorite places to take photographs, um, and we were lucky enough to, to be able to use one of those photographs in the magazine, in the Jan Feb issue, so if you get a chance to check out the magazine, it's a, it's a beautiful picture, it shows, um, you know, kind of the T'Chata Cup area and, and a, a cool old truck there. Um, so what else is there to do in the area? I mean, what, what else do people come there to do and see? And yeah, now the, the, the wildlife, the, the wildlife, the nightlife, uh, you know, a lot of people come down doing with telescopes and, you know, just uh, you don't have the Vegas light down there. UNLV comes down, you know, down uh, down to the end of the road. So uh, literally the Colorado River is five miles below us. They come down and, you know, they kind of, it's a big uh, a U-turn there, but they kind of overlook the river. Uh, people come down. The, there's access to the uh, Colorado River down there. Uh, we rent canoes and kayaks, uh, you know, so you can actually rent them from us, put them in your vehicle, go down and have a good time and come back when you're done. Uh, you know, it's just uh, the, the scenery is beautiful, just the big mounds around us. You can see Arizona across the river. Uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's just a good time, you know, just coming down if you want to get away from Vegas. Uh, it's, it's really cool. And I understand you guys have the the mine tours kind of general store there, which uh, was really cool. It it almost has been converted into a, a bit of a museum, um, housing relics and and kind of cool pieces of Nevada history. Uh, what types of things can visitors expect to see in that building? Well, we have a lot of uh, Coca Cola memorabilia, Pepsi, uh, just you know, just a lot of stuff that was you know done in the you know. From the 1930s, 1940s, 1920s, even uh, you know, just memorabilia. You know, you think of it, it's probably going to be there. You know, something you remember when you're a young kid, it's going to be in there. It's just uh, just thousands and thousands of just trinkets and signs, and you know, it's just uh, it's really really cool. Um, so another place we got to to see while we were there was actually the town of Nelson. Uh, what's Nelson like? Nelson is probably about 35 residents that live there. Uh, a lot of them are retired, you know, just a lot of retired individuals that live there and just, uh, you know, uh, pretty, really quiet town, you know, no, you know, the, they just had their big party the year uh, a couple of days ago and, uh, you know, just for New Year's and the whole town pretty much gets together there and just has a good time with, you know, barbecuing and uh, just enjoying everybody's company down there, so. And so um, you had mentioned, you know, you have you have a lot of celebrities come through there, um, football players, baseball players, you know. Um, what uh, do do people typically come from just Las Vegas or do, do people travel from all over? No, nope, they travel from all over. Uh, you know, with big films, when big film, films come in, you know, they have uh, movie scouts themselves. So all the, uh, you know, the movie scouts, uh, you know, know of our place and bring people out of there. Uh, you know, just... Uh, we're, we're word of mouth, you know, we, we don't advertise at all. So, uh, you know, just a lot of the people doing family photo shoots and model photo shoots, uh, you know, it's just a word of mouth. And it's just a photographer advising, you know, telling their clients, that, you know, to come out here and do the pictures themselves. But uh, a lot of the bigger stuff is just bigger talent scouts and, uh, you know, location scouts telling them to come here. And there's a lot of return visitors also, you know, the bigger 
Kurt Russell's been out there for two separate movies, and you know, just big bands have come out there quite a few times. Just doing, you know, Journey did a, uh, the last album out there. So, all right. Um, so, in about thirty seconds, which is all we have left, um, what do you hope to see for the future of the Chichata Cup Mine and El Dorado Canyon? You know, what, just you know, uh, all in all, it's just having people come down and enjoy themselves. You know, it's. Uh, we're always adding stuff. You know, we, we do buy a lot of stuff, bring stuff out there, but having people come out there, enjoy themselves, enjoy the scenery, doing the mind tour itself, you know, it's, it's you know, we're, we're right there. Uh, you know, just, it's a great place to be, you know, just right out of Vegas, you know, instead of, you know, losing your money in Vegas, you can come out here and have a good time out here for, you know, just a little fraction of the cost in Vegas. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Joe Beck, and sharing with our listeners all of the awesome information about El Dorado Canyon and the Chichata Cup Mine. And once again, listeners, you can read about El Dorado Canyon and the Chichata Cup Mine in the Jan Feb issue of Nevada Magazine. Come grab your free copy at the Reno Town Mall or visit nevadamagazine.com. Again, I encourage everyone listening to subscribe. We always have great stories, uh, so check out our website, and we'll see you next week. Since 1936, the Silver State's been seen Through the lenses and senses of Nevada Magazine Six times a year in Nevada Magazine